0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason. And elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. One headline says that the past 10 years in America have been a decade of unprecedented enlightenment and advancement. In the Atlantic. It says, the past 10 years of American life have been uniquely stupid. Which is it? Let's begin. I think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, it is time to think again, and we have made a lot of progress in so many areas in society, and yet, and yet, Jonathan Haidt, in the Atlantic, uh, an in-depth piece of uh, David French called it the must-read of must-reads, and the title is "Why the Past Ten Years of American Life Have Been Uniquely Stupid." Uh, So those are quite conflicting, Uh, and uh, I think I'm going to be on the uh, the side of Jonathan on this one uh, because it's, it's an interesting story that he tells about the last decade, and he actually compares the last decade. Uh, in American life. And, and Jonathan Haidt is a social psychologist at, at New York University Stern School of Business. He's also the author of The Righteous Mind and co-author of The Coddling of the American Mind, uh, which actually started as an Atlantic story. Uh, but in this piece for The Atlantic, uh, he uses the Tower of Babel as sort of the model. And are we following that? And as he talked about it in terms of a metaphor... Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, he said that the the Tower of Babel, of course, when languages were confused, people were disoriented, unable to speak the same language or recognize the same truth. Uh, they became cut off from one another and from the past. Those are really important pieces, I think, that we're dealing with today. That if we are no longer able to speak the same language or recognize the same truth and we are cut off from one another, uh, we're also cut off from the past. Uh, Those are also. Uh, But Jonathan pointed out that uh, that the story of the Tower of Babel isn't about tribalism. He said it's a story about the fragmentation of everything. It's about the shattering of all that had seemed solid. The scattering of people who had been community. It's a metaphor for what is happening not only between red and blue states, red and blue people, but within the left and within the right, as well as within universities, companies professional associations, museums, and even families. Uh, he goes on to connect it all and says that the Babel metaphor uh, from really stems from, from social media. And what that has done to fragment, to make it so we can't come to the same truth, uh, that we can immediately weaponize and demonize anyone who disagrees with us on anything, from whether a movie was good or bad, to whether a particular dish was good or bad, uh, all with such certainty that it prevents us from actually being able to communicate with one another. So sometimes when we think about the Tower of Babel, we just think about it as, oh, everybody, you know, was instantly speaking German and French and, and Spanish. Uh, no, it was that they couldn't get to the same understanding. They were so fragmented uh, that none of that actually connected. Uh, so that's an interesting thing for me. Uh, as you look at that, and it's exactly what social media has done, and it's what continues to happen as we, we watch that move out. So if you look at the, the rise of Facebook, if you look at where Twitter is, uh, all of those things, uh, it really becomes this fragmentation problem that's the real issue. And one of the things that I think is the biggest challenge that really causes this Tower of Babel model uh, that again, you need to go read this piece in the Atlantic. It it is worth investing some time today, uh, and in part of it, Jonathan goes through and, and he talks about the founders and their understanding of how things would fragment or splinter over time if we're not careful that we lose restraint, we lose respect. Uh, We become less reflective. And everything on social media, everything on social media leads towards not being restrained and not being reflective. It's about being reactive and emotional and narcissistic. Uh, Those are the natural tendencies that drive through all of that. So if you go back to the founders, the framers of the Constitution, uh, I think they understood social psychology pretty well. And so if you look at it in that lens, uh, the founders designed everything so that the republic could be sustained. It was built on mechanisms that actually slow things down. Think of the United States Senate. It was designed to be the cooling saucer uh, to the heat of what would take place in the House of Representatives So the mechanisms were designed to cool down passions, to require compromise, to give leaders some insulation from the the mania of the moment while still holding them accountable uh, to the people periodically. That's what elections are for. Uh, And Jonathan Haidt did a great job of framing that. And I think that's an important thing for us to recognize. The founders understood there would be tribalism. There would be factions. There would be political uh, tugs and pulls constantly. Uh, it's so easy for us to get to them and other and to to marginalize the other. And so then you have to go back to the social science of all of this. And the social science is, is pretty straightforward. So if you look at what has to hold together a large, pluralistic, diverse democracy, whether that's the United States or India, uh, Britain, France. The social scientists know that there are three major forces that keep those democracies, those constitutional republics, together. And there are things that we talk about regularly on this program. Social capital, social capital, that civil society, that extensive network with high levels of trust, strong institutions and shared stories. Sometimes we just call that history. But if we're so fragmented because of our language on social media that we can't even come to an agreement on what is truth, we then lose our confidence and trust in institutions and our shared story, our history, is no longer accessible. So social media has weakened all of those. The institutions, the stories, and the social capital. So if you watch at how that evolved over time, to me that was just a really fascinating thing. Because it started with very good intentions to connect people, to have more connections, have better connections, have connections with your long lost high school friend. Or your relative in another state or on the other side of the world. But over time they started to recognize that the things that kept people engaged were things that play to our base emotions of anger, fear, frustration. And so then everything started to change. We got like buttons. We got uh, shares and retweets. Uh, and suddenly it became a very performative place where it was less about sharing your authentic self and more about sharing something different. It became less about understanding others' points of view or perspective. And more about declaring your own. And so are we in a better place? I don't know. Uh, can we can we get ahead of the game? And I, again, I just love the way that this was put together. Uh, just a very strong piece in the Atlantic and uh, worth everybody's read today. Uh, and we'll post that to our, our social media today because it's such an important one. Jonathan Haidt. Uh, It's called, Why the Past Ten Years of American Life Have Been Uniquely Stupid. Uh, It's an important conversation as we recognize what is undermining us and causing us to not understand. If we think the Tower of Babel had an understanding problem, if people could no longer communicate, again, it wasn't just tribal and it wasn't just language. It was the fragmentation. Everyone suddenly had their own point of view and no one, there was nothing in common They lost the shared story, they lost the shared trust, uh, and they they lost that social capital uh, that leads to a cohesive society where everyone can can really rise. Uh, So that's where we're going to start on a Monday. We're going to keep this uh, on a Monday, on a Wednesday. It just feels like it's third third Monday, which we call Wednesday in most places. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to stay with this conversation throughout the day today because I think it's such an important one for us. Tower of Babel is a good model in terms of where we are because of social media. The question will be, what do we choose to do next? And how do we get back to having that trust and confidence in each other, in institutions, and in our shared story, and that's worth thinking about. With Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.
1: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.
0: She was tear gassed and beaten.
1: Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than eighty thousand Afghans made it to America.